The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Skinny are helping you show how smart you are with the 1Q Quiz, an all-new, super-challenging and super-quick daily quiz built by The Spin-Off. Every Monday, Skinny are giving you the chance to prove you're smart with the Skinny Extra Credit question. Get it right, and you'll get the chance to score yourself some Skinny Extra mobile credit so you can text, call, or even video call your group chat and gloat about how big your brain is. T's and C's apply. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. NAIR is public interest journalism funded through New Zealand On Air. Mauri ora, tēnā koutou katoa, kua piri mai nei ki tēnei kō nei upurangi, ko te kuru o te manama diuza hau nō Ngāti Porou nō Ngāti Rangitihi, e mihi atu nei ki a koutou. Kia ora and welcome to NEI. In this episode, we hear from Hana Rāwhiti Maipi Clark from Waikato, Ngāti Porou, Ngāpuhi, Te Atiawa and Ngaitahu, who is helping her people connect to the whenua, the land, through marakai, through cultivation, based on traditional Māori knowledge derived from the maramataka, the Māori Lunar Stella calendar. Hana Rāwhiti grew up in Rāhui Pōkeka, a.k.a. Huntley, under Taupiri Maunga, ko te awa o Waikato tērā e tereana, he piko he tanifa, in the region of Tainuiwaka and its descendants who are the guardians of the Kingitanga movement. At the age of 17 in 2020, Hana Rāwhiti launched her first book called Mahina with the support of her school, Te Wharekura o Rākau Mangamanga. Mahina is a resource for rangatahi Māori to learn about the maramataka and how they can observe their own moods and emotions in relation to the moon and the wider environment. Since then, she's been consuming more mātauranga and sharing it with her hapu and iwi, helping to plant new ideas with a traditional Māori framework while incorporating unique tribal narratives, but also including new narratives around matariki and the hautapu. Her tipuna, her ancestor, whakaotirangi, was aboard Tainui Waka when it ventured from Hawaii to Aotearoa. Whakaotirangi brought with her a number of goods, including kumara hutihuti, a special variety of sweet potato, and she was known for her expertise and responsibility around cultivation. Further down the whakapapa is Whawhākia, who, like her ancestor Whakaotirangi, was a leader of her people, a revered knowledge holder in the area of cultivation. Hana Rāwhiti Maipi Clark is a descendant of Whawhākia, who is the main ancestor of her hapū, Ngāti Whawhākia, based in Rāhuipōkeka, Waikato. She has inherited that natural affinity for cultivation and is recognised as a young leader who is deeply invested in helping her people connect to whenua and whakapapa. Working as a facilitator for the Ministry of Primary Industries, she's able to help whānau work towards long-term goals like having food forests on their whenua with everything from planning to harvesting being informed by the maramataka. Hana Rāwhiti tells me that in whero they rest, in ohoata they're planting, in okoro they're doing seedlings, in tamatea they're harvesting, in rākau nui and tamatea mua they're having community planting days. And to me this is the embodiment of maramataka. This is mātauranga Māori in action. Hana Rāwhiti and her whānau have gone from having marshmallows on the marae around four or five years ago for the hautapu for matariki ceremony, to planting their own whenua with different sections dedicated to the different stars of matariki, 
where they're now at a point they can harvest kumara, riwai, kamokamo, leafy greens, all the fruits, all the good kai, you name it, and use it to feed their people, but also harvesting this kai for cultural rituals like the hautapu, uh, where certain foods are cooked as an offering to those stars within Matariki and to our Atua Māori at the time of the Māori New Year. Within Waikato, there are variations to the hautapu and narratives around Matariki, which she will elaborate on after the break when we're joined by Hana Rafiti to hear more about her inspiring story. Tēnā koe, Hana Rafiti, nau mai ki te kōna ipurangi o ne. Kei te aha, how are you? Rā mihi mata koe koe ki a koe e te kuru o te rā ngā whanaunga, ngā tangata e mātaki mai nei e whakarungo mai nei ki a māuatahi. Uh, ai, e pai ana hau i tēnei wā uh, ki roto o e noho mai nei ki roto o rāhui pōkeka. Mm, tēnā koe. Yeah, welcome to the potty. <laughs> how are you feeling? What's your, what's your read of the marama uh, right now? Yeah, no, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling definitely um, a whole marama and a bit's worth of mahi. And cool as mahi too, embracing our new year, te tauhau Māori. Ko te marama taka i te rangi nei, ko ohua. So he nui ngā hua kaputama i tēnei rangi. Um, ohua is the marama today, from my readings anyways, um, within Waikato. And yeah, it's a good time to... Uh, be productive and find uh, productive things to do, if that makes sense. Mm, get the mahi done. <laughs> What's your background in maramataka and why are you so passionate about it? Yes, so um, going right, right back, my auntie is currently studying for her PhD within Te Taiao Māori that links to maramataka, maramataka Māori. And she's been fortunate enough to be taught um, from people like Koro Bill, Papareata, Nga Toki o te Taya, o te reo o te Taya Māori. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to uh, kind of bug her every day and ask her what moon phase it is and learn from there. But basically, as a whānau, we started off learning maramataka, um, not so much said, not so much taught as a lecture room, uh, a booklet, an instruction book. It was just whatever she did or whatever. Um, monkey see, monkey do type stuff with her teaching maramataka to her son who's three months apart from me and he has Asperger's and autism. So we were able to uh, trap the maramataka and helping him as a whanau. Um, and then later on in life, I think it was in 2019, 2018, Rane, uh, I tai So I went to a talk where... Papa Rereata, Matua Ricky Solomon, uh, Matua Dr. Rangima Tamua, and Matua Hoturua Ku. I reira rātau, uh, e pōhi ana, e tuku karere, uh, e whakaako ana i te reo te taiao. So, amazing mātanga in one room. It was, it was, it was mind-blowing and it was actually eye-opening. So the only problem was I was the youngest in the room by about 50 years. So, arātaku. <laughs> Timata, Timaramataka. Oh, yeah. And what has uh, sustained you on this path? I mean, you've put out your own resource, Mahina. Can you t- uh, tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so, Ite Taurua Tikau Marua, Taiatua Kitekura. So, I went to school uh, one day and I realized that my whole class was feeling a little bit low. 
um, feeling a little bit tired, drained, whatever you want to say, but it was in the phase of fetal. So I wish I could say, nah, it's fetal, but they wouldn't understand that because they're like, what is she on about? So Mm. basically I created a resource or a poster and hung it up in my classroom. And I said, if you ever feel low, if you ever feel like you're drained, here's one reason why uh, um, the messages are in our tie-out and here's one way to prevent yourself from getting too low or when you feel too high, medium, knowing the different rhythms. So, yeah. Um, and then a year later, the Matariki time of 2020, my kura helped me publish my first book, which was Mahina. From there, we had posters, cards, flip charts, whiteboards, magnets, and it's just gone on from there. But, yeah. And so how did your classmates and your peers respond to that? Did they get into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I'm very, very grateful. buzzes me out at um, people just having a random conversation about, oh, yeah, it's probably the marama. But a couple of years back, you never really would have heard that. Mm. So um, it was definitely a foreign topic, even though it is ours. It felt foreign to everyone else in the classroom. And explaining to them that this is ours, this is what we need to tap into. It was definitely a journey to ease people into it. But now I've got mates saying, yeah, yeah, what's that phase again? So tamatea. <laughs> I feel that. And, you know, that's just a normalised conversation now that we're having um, within my circle, within a wider circle, within my iwi. Yeah. Karawi. And you've taken that passion for maramataka and you've combined it with a aspirations for your whenua. So tell us a little bit about that, your role with MPI and helping whānau connect mm. to whenua through marakai. A bit of background, yep. So I went through uh, being inspired to learn more and research. I actually spent um, most of my summer holidays with my auntie. I don't know the right Pākehā word for it, but pretty much digitalizing um, very old maramataka uh, from Pinetaiapa. Mm. So my role and how my, I guess it was my uh, introduction or induction to maramataka was digitalizing all the archives of maramataka that my auntie held onto. So, and all of that maramataka was um, connected to te taiao, te whenua, uh, te kohi, te kohi kai. Mm. So our tūpuna would use maramataka as a way and form to survive and to um, look after their whenua, look after their bodies. Here, my two cents that I've tried to add to the wider scope is te taha hiningaro mō ngā rangatahi Māori, so adding that mental space of maramataka to um, the calendar, even though it's probably already there as well. Uh, yes, so... Going through Pinetaiapa's uh, maramataka, also koro bills, uh, paparereatas, all of them, all of the maramataka related to kai. Uh, about two, three years ago, uh, some of our whānau here initiated the community garden, which was, we what like to call it, uh, te Māori supermarket, <laughs> and kotana ingoa ko kāhui tua marakai. Mm. And every year, it's trial and error, but every year we're adding on a different patch or we're adding on a different area of kai. Last year was a huge success for us and we were able to yield 40,000 plus potatoes or riwai mm. uh, and different riwai too. So peru peru, Māori potatoes, agria potatoes. There, were, there was a vast majority. Uh, our kumara crop 
kumara hutu hutu, uh, kumara, and the kumara hutu hutu has a great significance to us, which is a um, e aikita mato rangahau, um, according to our research so far. Kumara hutu hutu was one of the kumara that came in the kite o whakaotirangi mm. um, from Hawaii on her voyage here on Tainui Waka to Aotearoa. And she brought her kumara hutu hutu to um, Waikato. Over the years, it got handed down to Fafakia, our tupuna wahine, which was known for Marakai and her vast, um, rich source and land and um, kai within Ngāti Fafakia. So my iwi here in Rāui Pokika, or the iwi, or the hapu, sorry, of Kahui Tua Marakai uh, is Ngāti Fafakia, the descendants of Ngāti Fafakia. So Kaheke ya Fakaotirangi, Fafakia. And last year, we were very. Uh, eager, excited, and humbled enough to grow our first kumara hutu crop. So we're doing tangible aspirations and movements, experiences of mahi, literally that dates us back to Hawaii, the mental practice and the physical practice. So putting maramataka into a tangible experience for kura and kohanga. Mm. And tell us about that, about getting kohanga and kura involved. Uh, so like I said again, it's pretty foreign to us to go into a marakai and grow your own food, even though it is ours. Mm. So warming our whānau up into, it's okay to get your hands dirty. <laughs> not, not saying that they haven't, and I know that, um, and this is any, nothing to boast my iwi, but um, a lot of mahi that's gone into pokai, into uh, koroneihana, into different kaupapa that aligns us with the kinitanga. Mm. It's just... Um, being able to grow your own kai accordingly to the maramataka o ngā tātai whetu or ngā au o te moana, era katoa, is a different feeling and I want the kids to ex- experience that. So the kohanga kids, some kohanga kids came down uh, last April to plant strawberries. They then came back for the harvest and were able mm. to take some strawberries home or real fruit, ice cream, whatever they wanted to do. The kura kids were able to get a whole grocery bag each of kai, which was filled with all different types of watermelon, corn, tomatoes, spinach, kale, uh, riwai, kumara, put it all in their bag because they were able to help us by picking weeds or doing a working bee. And koe rā te te tūtū, or mm. reclaiming our economy exchange uh, back here in Waikato. Awesome. Ah. That reciprocity, ne? Mm. Ka heke te tōta, ka hua. So Kahui Tua Marakai, you guys have mm. sectioned it off yeah. in relation yeah. to Ngāwhetu or Matariki. Can you yeah. elaborate on that for us? Yeah. So there's a framework within our māra that we're trying to, our hope anyway, is, is to find a framework or a base where Fano can take it and apply it into their own iwi and own rohe, mm. and then we eventually exchange or tie to, to to different iwi. But basically our... Mara is sectioned off into different um, areas. We've got Tupuanuku, which is our kai from beneath, our kamokamo, our riwai, our huafenua, uh, era momokai, Tupuarangi, which is our orchard space. And those apple trees may take a few years to grow or a few decades, but they're there, they're there. Our rehua matariki space, which is, we are hoping to grow different rongoa or kawakawa kumarahau. And then YT, which is that goes into our creek. So there's a creek that connects to Lake Wahi, which connects to Waikato, Tawa Waikato, Tawa Taikehu. That is our 
tuna. So we're trying to um, collectivize our kai into one area or one place anyway so that we can distribute it out to our whānau. Um, we've also developed a framework of different periods of time. So we do the first six months and the second six months. So the first six months is, well, if you think about it, it's the six months, which is matariki. So we do our hotoke crop and then we're storing our kai from uh, our raumati crop to go towards our hautapu and matariki um, hui, matariki huinga. Uh, and then the second season is the raumati crop, which is um, aligns to Christmas Eve. So we were able to um, do a huge harvest as a whanau. We tell all our whanau to come down. Okay, we're going to do our harvest, which is usually on the 20th, during the 20th of um, December put all the kai in and we take these around to the different kaimātua and it's sometimes followed by a crate of kaimuana. So they're able to have put this towards the um, Christmas kai. Mm, so awesome. matariki kai, Christmas kai. Erua, erua, erua ngā ao. Whāngai te tūnana, whāngai te wairua, eh? Arawe tērā. And how was your hautapu ritual this year? You told me a little bit about it earlier. How was it this year? Hei kaka ana te manoa i taku nohonga, ki aku ki taku whāna, ki taku whenua e mahi ana i ngā āhuatanga Māori. So, uh, yeah, don't know how to explain it in Pākehā, but it was definitely an, an awesome experience to be on my, where I'm from, with my whānau, doing what we love in te ao Māori. Uh, we didn't just have, so coming up this week, it'll be my fourth haitapu this month, which is mm. awesome. It's cool. Mm. That That's awesome. So we had one at Wahi Pāmarai. We had one, um, I was able to join some my whanaunga at Ngāti Hinerangi within uh, Matamata at Wairere. Uh, we had another, our kura had one, Te Whare Kura o Rākau Manga Manga. Uh, then we went to Te Ohaki, which is our actual whānau one on the 24th of, you know, that to me is, that that's so cool. We were able to, chill as a whānau, and we didn't have to host anyone this time. It was more of our own way of tuku. And then at the end of the week, we're going to have one at Te Waiora or Waikato. So, cool. Um, Ngā taura Māori ki Waikato. So we're still trying to navigate what does hautapu look like to us for Waikato because we don't actually have, from Aurangaha anyways, we don't have any recordings of hautapu with our hitori. Um, and... Um, ara ngā tūmumo uh, ingoa mō te hautapu, umu kohu kohu whetu, a tāwhara kai atua, uh, te hautapu. So, tā mātou ingoa ko te tāwhara kai atua. And he whakatauki e hono ai ki uh, te tungi a tāwhiao, uh, ki te taraawhare tōna whakatauki. So, we did tāwhara kai atua, but it wasn't done in matariki time. It was done before your winter and summer crop. So eventually in summer, we hope to do a tāwhara kai atua for our um, marakai here in Rahu Pōkeka within Raumati. We had, if we're still trying to navigate how do we make kaitapu unique to us, how do we incorporate it with the kingitanga, how do we incorporate it with paukai, era momo mea katoa. But guess what, Matariki comes every year. So <laughs> we have time and space to add on every year. 
Awesome. And you've come a long way in the last yeah. four or five years. Tell us how it started. Yes. Yeah, so um, it was actually an initiative from my auntie and uncle. So Kiki Kihi and Sarah Kihi had our first Matariki night. So it was in the morning. It was in a haitapu. It was literally just us in front of the marae atia with a bonfire, roasting marshmallows and talking about the different variations of matariki. So we had tafri matia, we had matariki and ehua. Um, but what was significant is that we were able to sit with four generations on our marae um, by the fire. And that's basically what it is. And then have a minkai afterwards. So within Tainui, as you've mentioned, you have you guys have your own unique uh, sort of version of matariki with mm. ngā whetu um, e fitu. How has the national kōrero around hautapu and matariki been received? Yeah. And how do you so, maintain your own sort of mana motuhake within that wider context? For sure. So, kotaku whakapapa, uh, no ngā hau e te motu. So I come from the north, south, east, west, Ngāti Porau, uh, Taranaki, Ngaitahu, Ngāpuhi, Tainui. So I'm a puanga, I'm a pekehāwani, I'm a te paki o matariki, I'm a uh, matariki, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a everything. <laughs> I can go, I can pick and choose, right? Mm. And a lot of rangatahi are probably have more than just one iwi. Okay, so navigating to educate our whānau, having many different variations is an honour and a privilege because you can fill your kitty up even more, right? What I haven't been enjoying, and I will be honest, is the bickering of, nah, it's seven stars, nah, it's nine stars. <laughs> well, actually, bro, if you look up, there's more, a little fun fact, there's more stars in the sky than sand grains on earth. But I still think that we should be waiwaikai pakiaka, we should be true and through to our iwi variation as well. So for us in Waikato, like I was saying again, Te Pakeo Matariki has its own variation, e Aikia Paparahui. Uh, we also, it's, um, I think it, it's a little bit, um, it's definitely a new thing to hear Hiwai Te Rangi and Pohu Tukawa. And when you look at Te Pakeo te, or Matariki, we have Aitua and Atua, life and death. So same thing, you know. And then there's also uh, different ingwa and different names of hautapu that I was talking about before, so tafara kaiatua, but wasn't done in matariki time. But I think um, e tino rongo, e rango na hoki ana, e te ngākau mahana ki te kaupapa o, o akururuhi korohiki. So we're really, really open to learning more. And, you know, when do you become that tūpuna that adds their own tikanga and their own kawa uh, to creating a different tradition to your marae? So already, no matter where we go in life, on the actual matariki time during tangarua uh, maramataka phases, we've booked the marae out for the next 20 years, 20 plus years, to make sure we always go back to our marae. He kaipapa ora, it's not a tangihanga. I know a lot of our kids have been saying, oh, yeah, the marais are for tangi. It's not. Here's one way or aspect to celebrate being Māori. And, yeah, every, I know my whānau in Te Tai Tokerau, um, don't do hautapu either. Ka karakia rātou kia puanga. And then there's also other aspects where there's different stars that align to um, different iwi. So, yeah, I'm excited for Mekira. It's just the beginning, so... Excited to see what happens and what we create from it as well. Karawe. And how to, 
Hea tō koeng o nui, hea tō karere rā nei ki ngā rangatahi Māori, kei ngā tōpi tō te whenua. What are your, what's your message or your aspirations for rangatahi and where do you hope to see hautapu mm. in the next 20, 50 years, not only for your own hapu and iwi but for Aotearoa? Yeah, so um, ko aku maru apo nui, he nui, he nui ngā maru apo um, mo te rangatahi Māori. Hewe anō, um, my message is to tap into things um, that is ours to not let it be foreign anymore. And that's a wide scope of things. So mm. our marama, our fetu, our whenua, our wai, all of that has um, practices, customs, tikanga and kawa that we need to tap into to look after it better and to be better kaitiaki for ourselves and our whenua. Because um, kei te whakamārama i te whakāro Māori ne, ngā hua o te mm. nei, o te, mm. tiro, a te tiro hanga Māori ki tō tātou nei taia, ki ngā whitū, ki te marama, ki te whenua. Uh, how do we translate that for our non-Māori audience or for our Māori mm. audience who haven't grown up speaking te reo Māori? Yeah. What do we, how do you communicate the benefits of incorporating that holistic, not only the holistic view, but that wider framework yeah. like you spoke of, of of tikanga that incorporates not only one section of you know this is matariki mm. and the stars but how do we paint that picture of marama and whenua because whenua is I, when you're talking marakai is is the driver of marataka yeah. in your rohe yeah it, it's quite uh, I'll be honest it's quite difficult for me to talk about marataka to talk about tātai whetu uh, tātai arongarangi marakai <laughs> When I know what some of my response is, but you can just go to the supermarket. <laughs> mm. But you can just, and I said, cool, yeah, we understand that. Um, we have all these resources at the tip of our hands, right? And I like to reference um, back to an awesome corridor that I've heard recently on an Instagram post of Kitty Waititi along the lines of self-care or self-love or self-worth. And in our pepeha, you know, we go, we are last for a reason because we are the kaitiaki of our pepeha, our whakapapa before us. In te paki o matariki, in our variation of matariki, we have seven stars. They are all women and Ururangi is the youngest. Ururangi koia, um, she is tira tangata. So, we have Tupuanuku, Tupuarangi, Waiti, Waita, Ururangi, Waipunarangi. Those are all aspects and elements of the environment. Ururangi is last for a reason, and she's the youngest because she has to be responsible to make sure that uh, the elements are looked after and cared for properly. So I can really resonate and connect to um, Fire Kitty's Kōrero because that is our variation of matariki within Te Paki or Matariki or the coat of arms of Kingitanga. Mm. Um, so trying to explain that, Fano, we are not in the middle of the circle. We are a part of the circle and it's up to us to be open-minded to looking after all these elements. However your perspective is, whether you're Indian, whether you're Pākehā, whether you're, you know, we all look at the stars, we all see the same moon, so... Karawe, karawe hoa, tēnā koe i whaiwahi mai ki tēnei kōnai ipurangi ki a ne, i hora nei, kura mahora nei o kōrero mo te marama me ngā whetū, hāngai ana ki tō iwi ake, he mīharo te rongo 
i era taipito pito o ti rato a uh, tuhono atu ki te kaupapa e, e korero tia whānui tiana i aote aroa nei ara uh, matāriki me ona whetu. Uh, nā reira, tēnei te mihi kia koe. Ngā mehi, ngā mehi nui moti. Um, Noho tai, te wānanga tai, te korero tai. Um, it's always good to have a long yarn with you. <laughs> no matter how deep we get, I <laughs> But yeah, thank you. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has the lowdown on everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. Join some of the superstars of the investment and business world as they share advice from their time in the US so you can make your mahi count in this massive market. The Investment Fix Podcast, brought to you by Invest New Zealand. Tune in today. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. No mai anō, ko piri mai nei aku hua kōrero, arā, ko Leonie Hayden, rāua ko Mediana Johnson, tēnā kōrua. Kia ora, kia ore hoa. Kei te aha, how are you two, this moon, this ohua moon? Well, I um, currently have the novel coronavirus. Oh, wee. Um, and so the maramataka ain't been helping me out with that much, but otherwise I'm fine. How are te ahuatanga o tēnei marama? Kei te mōhua? I don't know, I haven't checked. Usually I'm real good, like, maramataka in action. That's my go-to, but I actually haven't checked um, the Instagram page today. <laughs> I was going to send a note to be like, don't throw any like curveballs around Maramataka that we can't answer because Hanarawiti <laughs> isn't with us for this part of the corridor. <laughs> it's fine. We'll we'll all just fumble around. I know it's big. I know the Marama is big. It's shiny right now. Beautiful. Uh, for me, that means a lot of energy. I'm always writing when the moon is full. Ooh. Not so much when it's not. That's what one of the things I've noticed, yeah. and I think is probably you know directly a result of all this corridor being revived. And right. I'm, yeah. I'm more aware of when I'm when I can do all nighters and write long articles, or when I might be more creative and writing a song or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, bro, that's so cool. Eh? Slowly tuning yourself in, eh? Slowly. I must have met a. <laughs> It's hard though, like I definitely, I'm really interested in the maramataka, but I haven't found that I'm really engaging with it. And I think a lot of that is because I haven't quite, I don't know, I mean, I run on kind of a, not by choice, but relatively rigid schedule. I've got, you know, kura from nine to three, Monday to Thursday. And then it's like, you get home, you do your mahi, like it's it's tricky, eh, when you you want to be in, rhythm, in the rhythms with the taio and the maramataka, but you don't quite know yeah, I'd love to just wake up on a Tuesday and be like, this is my rest day. I'm not going yeah. to Kura. And sometimes I do do that. <laughs> but that's not necessarily by the marama. It's funny you mentioned um, mentioned Instagram because that is, <laughs> you know, I'm not out here looking at the actual tohu and the taiao. I am totally reliant on Instagram accounts and also friends who I follow on Instagram to be all like, rest up, everybody, or like... <laughs> 
it's fetal. Be careful out there. <laughs> I had to laugh the other day because I made a big life decision and then I checked Instagram and it was Maramataka in action. And the first thing, I can't remember what moon cycle was, but it says, don't make any big decisions today. And I was like, damn it. Oh, I, so anyway, no good to hear. We are no, check the Maramataka first, I reckon. Because I was like, well, uh, wheel's already in motion. <laughs> yeah, I just downloaded the Hina app uh, recently. And it's a bit of a cheat, but, you know, whatever helps. And then maybe later on I can stop looking at it. But it helps you identify what moon phase we're in. Mm. Yep. Obviously, I think it is location-based, so it should work uh, regardless of where you are. But I think for our listeners, you can go and download that on your app store, the Hina app. And I think just becoming familiar with the names and then you can eventually look at the moon and identify the phase without relying on the app. And keeping in mind that the app might be a little bit, uh, maybe one or two nights fast or slow, mm. depending on where you are. So I've I been using that lately, last couple of weeks, since Matariki. So. Nice. Okay. Yeah. There's a, um, a Maramataka dial on the spin-off uh, that you can like download and use. And um, if you live on the, like, the West Coast, you just set the dial to Rako Nui the day before the full moon. And then if you live on the East Coast, you set the dial to Rako Nui on the day of the full moon, and then you just reset it with each new moon cycle, and it's really helpful. Oh, cool. I've got this big, beautiful wall planner I need to put up, eh, that I bought at Kupu Writers Festival, Nōtorua. It follows, um, oh, it's a resource from Rangi Mātāmua. Oh, yeah. I need to put it up, it's beautiful. It's, yeah, got the resources there. I guess that's the big one, eh? We've all got the resources there. We know where to find some of this kōrero. Uh, but it's about actually implementing it and reinforcing it daily. Also, just to reiterate, um, it was Tamatea Angana was the moon phase that no decisions to, were to be made. Mm. No decisions to be made. Yeah, so. Right. And that was Maramataka Māori. So that's a, those are the two Instagrams I really love, Maramataka Māori and Maramataka in action. Um, Henan app's awesome as well. We'll have to get them on, eh, for a quarter or sometime. Yeah. We run those pages. It's uh, a great idea. Do either of you have any aspirations in terms of marakai or maramataka because they go hand in hand like with hanarafiti uh, oh, sort of reiterated or reinforced during our kōrero was that maramataka is based on kai as we discussed in previous episodes that's how our tipuna survived i have real um aspirations for learning our rumua um, I mean, we have a big marakai here at um, the Papakainga where I live. I'm not an amazing gardener. <laughs> um, I do like mucking in. Um, and I certainly, ha- you ca- I cannot think of like a greater satisfaction than pulling kai that you grew out of the ground and then eating it and cooking mm. it for your whanau. It's, mm. It is the best feeling in the world. Um, but I did this amazing workshop with Fire Donna Kerridge two years ago. Um, and we did like a rongoa trail out in Waitakere. And um, that's that's where I want to go with my mātauranga, using the maramataka to understand the rongoa and our ngahiri, wherever it is, and then actually like incorporating that into my own well wellness and my whānau's wellness. Because mm. that, is, that is a beautiful time. Yeah, awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I've been um, picking kawakawa leaves every day or every second day, depending on how fast I drink them at home. A nice little kawakawa tea brew. All right, important. It is amazing how quickly a kawakawa tonic will make you feel better Mm. as well. Yeah, I was just about to say, had some kawakawa tea at my mate's house because 
he's great with Marakai and I get to benefit. Yes. <laughs> Love it. I just stop by his house and he sends me on my merry way with different herbs and silver bead and whatever he's got. But yeah, I had a kawakawa tea and just, yeah, only took, you know, maybe it was placebo, but yeah, felt the chest and everything felt better like 10 minutes later. Oh, there's a reason it's, you know, herongua. Mm. And they had a friend drop off some um, some kumaraho that they had dried mm. um, at the beginning of my <clears throat> week home with COVID. So I made a, a lovely kumaraho tonic with that, which also makes you feel really great afterwards. It's amazing mm. stuff, kumaraho. I think that's one of the cool things that I'm seeing is that there's going to be more attention now because rungawa has been sort of just humming away in the background sort of in Te Ao Māori, but it hasn't really been, and it's still not mainstream. No. With the normalisation of Matariki, I think we're going to see a huge resurgence in Rungawa in the next few years. And we'll probably see some people trying to rip it off as well. But Absolutely. I think for the benefits, yeah, as with anything, but the benefits with our, for our people will be, yeah, numerous and, and plentiful. So mm. it's really exciting that to see that something like this, so symbolic, like Matariki and the ramifications that it has for us. And now we're like, oh, well, what moon is it? And mm. what can we harvest at this time? Or what should we be exactly. putting in our bodies and putting in the earth? Mm. And it's interesting you used, um, you mentioned placebos, Mariana, because they are really interesting phenomenon, placebos, because the idea that you willing something to make you well is somehow not real mm. is that's like a purely Western medical thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like mm. this was part of the cordial that I had with Donna last year was that the, if you believe that something can bring you wellness and it does, then the thing has worked, right? It's still a rongawa. It's still mm. a rongawa. And so most of her practice is not just the administering of things that can physically make your tinana better, but it's actual that like entire like your ngako and your mm. wairua Mm. All of those elements of you have to believe in the wellness in order for the wellness to be achieved. Yeah, hard out. Yeah, that's a real. I mean, I did that. That that's. I'm kind of glad you picked up on that day because it's one of those moments where you think, oh, that's my conditioning coming through, you know. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a bit, real big thing um, in Western well, science and, and medicine. Writers like, oh, it's placebo, therefore it's not real. But then also a lot of studies show that the plus, like, you know, if people think they're better, they actually, their physical symptoms, there's that whole divide between yeah. that Western medical science puts in between the mind and the body, whereas we don't, they are one. They're literally joined together. Yeah. I don't understand mm. where that whole corridor between the mind operating here and the body here, and they're not sending each other signals and messages and interacting. But, um, yeah, koya no, no, I think there's, and there's some really exciting, on the one hand, there are people, I think, you know, you see kawakawa bombs and stuff everywhere mm. now. And I do mm -hmm. have a bit of scepticism. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, is that made tika tono? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, there's also some really cool Māori products out there. Like talking about kumaraho, I've got this. Have you, either of you guys know about Altair? Yes. Skincare? Yeah. Oh, mm. and they have this most beautiful kumaraho and manuka skin cleanser you know your skin's your biggest organ in your body so I, you know I'm like feel so good putting something that's you know rongwa on my skin I love that brand me too I love that brand their manuka face mask just sort of like <laughs> oily yeah. honey holy you look like a, a princess after using that stuff on your face Eesh. yeah 
Loki influencer plugs. I- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're cool. We love Māori brands. It's all good. We can. Yeah, no, no. No, they're cool. They were at, when we were at the opening, oh, the Matariki exhibition, if you could call it that, at Commercial Bay. They were one of the the Māori people involved in that. Yeah, Mm. they've got a shop in there. Mm. Um, There is a really awesome online market. It's also a physical market in Whangare called Inno Native, Inno Native. Um, and so it's Pākehi Māori only, and then they have just a huge part of that market is um, rongoa-based skincare um, and, you know, and rongoa, although you're not really supposed to buy rongoa, so it's, just, it's not actually sold as rongoa. Anyway. But it uses native plants and they have medicinal properties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so there's heaps of tinctures and balms and da-da-da-da. So Inner Native is actually a really great place to look around if you are wanting to add some of um, some beautiful rongoa to your everyday use. Cool. I love that place. Great for presents as well. Making it a different story though, eh? Yes. I've got a couple of failed um, kawa kawa bum experiments up my sleeve. I've perfected it now, yeah. but uh, one of my batches of um, kawa kawa bums, only liquid and wouldn't like turn into a bum. And then the other one I made was like, too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like pure beeswax. Mm. <laughs> Whoops. Put it in the microwave? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's cool that you're even making something from the whenua. Yeah. You know, going back to your original partai to kuru, I, we'd been a farm kid, but um, I don't, mum always had a big mata, which she's kind of, um, oh, I don't want to shame mum on the potty. Um, <laughs> she's not as invested in as she used to be when we were younger. Probably now she doesn't have four hungry mouths to feed, so she had to rely on the mother. Mm. Um, you know, there's a real cute photo of me, like two years old, sitting um, in one of, we had two big gardens, um, and I'd picked all the green apples off the tree and just like scoffing <laughs> my face. <laughs> so cute. But I never learnt those uh, skills. Um, but now I'm finally like living out of the city and it's like, well, you know, I need to learn to actually live from the land. I love to talk about it. I love to read about it. I love to look at it on Instagram <laughs> actually doing it so I'm just going to put it out there I've been avoiding committing myself to this but I want to just plant plant the basics you know rewai kumara maybe some lettuce silver beet um and yeah kotaitewa better go and find out how to do it yeah (laughs) I think that's what what's one of the things that stands out for the korero that um, Hanarafiti gave is that in their community in Rahui Pokeka they at the Kahui Tuamarakai is like an exemplary model for not only Māori communities but all communities in Aotearoa. Mm. Uh, obviously, for us as Māori, we some of our iwi have whenua where we can utilise and sort of follow in their example. And I know that's one of the goals that she has is once she has her own backyard sorted, that she can then go and venture out into other rohe. Mind you, she does fuck up up to pretty much all the iwi <laughs> in the motu. Yeah, um, <laughs> Listening to us talk about rungoa, Māori, maramataka, marakai, I think it's a good time to wrap up this korero for today and sort of look back as we continue to harvest the benefits of the National Awareness Campaign around the normalisation of Matariki and the Hautapu ritual, which is the Māori New Year in mid-June observed at the rising of Matariki or Pleiades during the Tangaroa moon phases of the Māori lunar stellar calendar. 
we're hearing more and more about the many positive impacts that this mātauranga is having within Māori communities throughout the country. So for us as individuals, uh, I think the challenge is upon us to learn more about kai through maramataka and like Hanarafiti, Maipi Clark, build on it each year. So there's some food for thought for those of you out there who are tuned into this kōrero. So I'd like to thank you to my co-hosts, Leonie and Miriana, tēnā kōrua. Thanks to our podcast manager, Te Ahe Butler. I'm actually away for the next two eps, unfortunately, guys, but you can catch my mates here for the next one in two weeks. Happy gardening. NAIR is public interest journalism funded through New Zealand On Air and brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network. It was hosted and researched by Te Kuru Juice with Mediana Johnson and Leonie Hayden. NAIR was produced by Te Aihe Butler with senior production from Jane Yee and project management from Mark Kelleher. Talo for lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.